0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm going to give you keys to being a godly father. Amen? Keys to being a godly father. And we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer as a template for God, our Heavenly Father, and how we can contrast that with earthly fathers. Amen? And I'm going to say this. When Jesus was here... He revealed and demonstrated through his ministry the fatherhood and the goodness of God. Amen. And I think sometimes we can get a distorted view on God being our Heavenly Father. And, uh, you know, you look at the Ten Commandments. and You look at, all, you know, the movie, The Ten Commandments. And God seems to be more harsh than, than good. I'm going to say this. God is a good Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. And I think God gets a bad rap. Uh, because we, we, we see these stories on TV, you know, the flood, we, we see the curse a lot of times. But God is a good God. Can somebody say God's a good God? God is a good God. And, you know, I, even, you know, when people are praying, I like to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. And, he, and I know lots of people pray to God. And, but, you know, I, I like to take it more personal. God is our Heavenly Father. And God wants you to, to, to have a personal relationship with Him. You know, in James 1, 17, it says every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. This tells me that that God is is good and he sends good gifts to us. And so if you're in a storm today, if you're dealing with some hardship today, I will say that God is not sending you the hardship. Amen. God's not putting you through the test to see what you're made of. Amen. 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 He already knows what you're made of because you receive Christ. But all good things. It doesn't say some good things and some bad things come from God. All good things. Somebody say good. good. Amen. So good things from God, uh, comes from God. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11. I love this. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. So, yeah, I'm going to say this to you this morning. That God, our Heavenly Father, is thinking good of you this morning. He's not thinking bad of you. You may have done some wrong things. But God sees the best in you. And just like you, you, your natural fathers, you need to see the best in your children. Even when they're not doing too good. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, from my, my family perspective... I can rarely remember my parents telling me that I was bad I, I, or that I'm doing bad. You know, and that every once in a while I'll mess up. And my dad was a man of his word. And if he said he was going to give me a spanking, he would follow through with it. Amen. And I'm going to say this to dads, follow through on your word. Amen. Amen. And uh, but, but I think I can only remember maybe two spankings in my entire life. But but, you know, it was for my own good. Amen. And so God is a good God, and, and fathers here, uh, you know, disciplining your children is a good thing. It's funny, when I discipline my kids, it seems like they love me even more after the discipline. Does anybody ever ever see that? No? <laughs> Amen. Sometimes they seem to be real nicer, or their attitude changes. Any, any father see that? Maybe not. Okay. Uh, so let's look at this. Let's look at Matthew 6. And we're going to look at Matthew 6, uh, starting with verse 9. It says, uh, this, is, this is Jesus, and, and Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. And we all probably know the Lord's Prayer. But, you know, he started out, the Lord's uh, Prayer, as our Father in heaven. So Jesus brought it more personal. personal. You know, we, we, uh, Jesus said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so God is a holy God. Amen. And God needs to be honored. Uh, or I'm going to say this, earthly fathers, and one of the keys to, to us as men, we like to be respected. Any men out here know what I'm talking about? Men, likes to, men like to be respected. They like to be honored. And Father God likes to be honored as well. Let's look at Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Uh, it says this, it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, that you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. So we see here that in Ephesians 6 1 through 4, uh, Paul is saying for children to obey your parents, amen. And um, and so honor your mother and your father. And, you know, and and it says honor your mother and father, you know, and that's in the Lord. You know, you know, your mother and father could do some some things that are maybe ungodly. You can only honor them as far as they're walking in the Lord and honor them for who they are for bringing you in to this earth. Amen. And so really children need to obey the parents. But it also says your fathers do not provoke your children to wrath. But bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. We we as fathers, we want to walk in love towards our children. We don't want to pick on them. Amen? Amen. I remember um, when I, it was my birthday uh, years ago when I was just a kid. I think I was eight or nine years old. And uh, my my dad gave me an old wallet for my birthday. And, um, and it had, you know, like a, a fake $20 bill in there. And I pulled it out and it was like... Uh, I said, ah, and then it was a ten-dollar bill. So I got I felt like I got gypped. Amen. And I don't know if mom remembers that or not, but mom probably doesn't remember that. But but we want to make sure that we don't upset our children. I'm not saying that he's upset me on my birthday, but we want to make sure that we're bringing them up in the admonition of the Lord. We want to raise them up. This is the reason why God chose Abraham, uh, because Abraham, uh, the Bible says that he would teach his kids the ways of the Lord. And I'm going to say this, when you do that, your, your, your family is going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. Going to get an amen? amen. Ephesians 5.33 says this, Nevertheless, let each one of you particularly so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So we see here that Paul is saying that, um, that, that men need respect, husbands need respect. And it's saying for the ladies to respect the husbands. I'm going to say this. Husbands, you're going to get a lot more respect when you're walking in love towards your wife. Okay, that's a, that's a couple of grunts there. Um, I'm going to say it again. Husbands, you're going to get a lot more respect when you're walking in love towards your wife. Going to, the wife should be amening on that one. And, you know, I, I notice, you know, at times, you know, my wife may ask me to do something and lately, you know, I've been trying to walk in, in love and not just sit around and wait 10, 15, 20 minutes or an hour for her to ask me again. I, when she asks me to do something, if I'm not, if I'm not involved in something pressing, I'm going to get up immediately and do it. Hello. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Why? Because I'm trying to I walk in love and I'm trying to honor her. Amen. And I notice that when I wait in in, in 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 doing some things and I and she's asked asked me the second time or third time or she's taken out the trash herself, then it, it does not win any points with pastor Dave amen in the in the home. I might be king here, but I don't know if i I'm, I, I would like to be remain king at the household as well amen and so I'm going to say this that we need to you know when our when our and wives don't really ask husbands to do things, amen? They just hint around. Isn't that right? They don't normally ask, normally they don't say, take out the trash. They say, oh, the trash needs to be taken out. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that, men? That, that women, they don't like to come straight out to ask, but they, they really want it to be your idea. Why? Because nobody wants to be told what to do. I think women are very um, coy, they're smart. Amen. That's why God, I, I think sometimes ladies can be smarter than men at times. Amen. Can I get an amen or oh, okay? what's that? Amen. Thank you very much. So earthly fathers need to be men of honor and integrity. They need to lead by example. Uh, God is holy and we ought to be uh, holy in our conduct. In 1 Peter 1 Chapter 1, verses 13 through 16. It says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest in your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy as your conduct. Because it's written, Be holy, for I am holy. So, So, you know... In other words, I'm going to say this to be a godly father and and, and we need to make sure that we're careful in what's what's on the TV or what's coming out of our mouths um, around our children. Because I'm going to say this, our children, they're like recorders. Have you ever noticed that? And when you're when you're saying something negative or you're saying something, they will repeat you. They, They listen to you more than you think. I'm going to say this again. Your children, especially at a younger age, they are absorbing everything that you say. And you got to make sure that you're saying the right things in front of them. Amen. Amen. And you want to make sure also that you're watching the right things on TV, especially if they're in in the house. Uh, Sometimes, you know, we have Dish Network and sometimes we get free HBO or, or and so we're changing the channels and that comes up. But you need to be very careful because these programs can spit out things that you don't want your children hearing. Amen. Amen. Not only are you supposed to protect and guard your own heart. Amen. But you're supposed to protect and guard the hearts of your children. Why? Because they have tender hearts. So we want to make sure that we're protecting their hearts. Amen. So how do we walk in holiness or how do we move towards holiness? 2 Chronicles 7.14 is one of my favorite scriptures here and it's really about prayer and it's about turning to God. It says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. I'm going to say this, all of us have ways a lot of times not all of us, but some of us have ways that might be displeasing to the Lord. And we want to make sure, you know, that we recognize these ways and that we're turning away from these ways that displease the Lord. Amen. Or you hear what I'm saying to you today? And that we're turning to God. It's called repentance. And when we, we do that, you know, there may be areas in our family where things aren't working. You know, I'm going to say this. Husbands and wives, you need to be a team together. You don't need to be working against each other. Amen. As in. As in, you want to work together as a team when you're coaching and leading your children. You don't want your children pitting you against each other. Amen. You want to work as a team and you guys are a team. You guys stand together. Amen. Now, I know we may have some single parents out here and, uh, and I'm, my hat's off to the single parents. But, 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 but I'm going to say this, that even the single parents, God will give you the, the, the grace to raise your children up in the admonition of the Lord. And, um, and, and, and hopefully, you know, uh, that God will reveal you tr- to truth to help you move forward in Him. Amen? So in Hebrews 12, 14, um, I like this. It says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. We're talking about the first stanza here Hallowed be thy name, and God is holy. So he's saying in Hebrews, it says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness. Without which no one will see the Lord. Now, uh, you, could, you could say it in a negative way that we won't be able to get to heaven, but I don't think that's what it's saying here. It's saying here that, you know, if we're not walking in holiness, we're not going to see the goodness of the Lord in our lives. In other words, the, our vision of God will, will be uh, distorted. The Bible says if we're walking a little crooked in our walk with Christ, then, then, then we see God as being crooked. But if we walk in straight and in holiness, we'll see God as being good. Have you ever read that in Proverbs? To the crooked, all things are crooked. But to the pure, all things are pure. Amen. And if we have a little crookedness in our life, it will distort the vision of the Heavenly Father in our lives. And we don't want our our Heavenly Father, we don't want to have a vision to be distorted. We don't want to always feel like we're on, on the edge of judgment. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Because God is a good God. Amen. Somebody say God's a good God. God is a good God. And he's looking to lavish his love upon you. Amen. Now, now, Matthew 6, 10 says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Second, key, God desires his blessings of heaven to be in our lives every day. And you have to think about you have to think about heaven. Amen. And heaven, there's all good things in heaven. The relationships are good. I don't think anybody's arguing in heaven. Uh, everybody's taken care of. In other words, there's, you know, they're there. They they are walking on streets of gold. There's no poverty in heaven. There's no debt in heaven. God wants us walking in debt, freedom. Glory to God. God wants us walking in peace. Glory to God. And there's no sick people in heaven. So so really God desires the blessings of heaven to be down in our family. Amen. And so we have to believe God. For these blessings to manifest in our lives. Amen. So, so as earthly fathers. We need to seek God's will in our families. To partake of heavenly blessings. That God has for us. Uh, you know one way of seeking God. Is in one of my favorite scriptures. Is in Matthew 6.33. And it says. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Fathers you can't go wrong. By, and, and single parents. Putting God first place. The enemy will try to get you to put your work first place. You know, you got to make the money. You got to provide. Put that first place. But I'm going to say this. Don't put your work first place. Put God first place. I know he's called us to to take care of our families. You know, but but don't put that above God. In other words, you know, uh, put God first place. And when you do, the Bible says that... That things will come to you. Amen. In other words, when you put God first place that he will provide for you, he will open the doors of grace. He will give you the, 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 the he will make sure as you're putting him first, put him in first and your giving, put him in first in every area of your life. God will open the doors of grace to you. You believe that today? Uh, you know, we endeavor to put God first. One of the ways that you put God first is through tithing and giving offerings uh, in the book of Malachi. If you study that, it's a small book and uh, it's a minor prophet. But Malachi uh, was in the very beginning was talking about how the priests were shortchanging God. Even how, how the, the common people weren't giving the offerings like they needed to. They were supposed to be giving offerings that had no blemishes, that were, that were good offerings. And, and God said that, that he was a father even back then. And he, and he deserves the the. Uh, honor that a father deserves. Amen. And one way we honor God is through giving our tithes and our offerings. And, you know, you can't go wrong by sowing into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I remember that, um, you know, we we're faithful in giving and God provided um, Yin and I an opportunity. One one time her parents moved down to Florida and they had a house and we helped them sell the house and they gave us money. We didn't ask for it. They gave us money in selling that house and it helped us get out of debt. And it was and it was more it was more money than I could. I've ever received at one time. What I'm saying to you today, when you give faithfully, when you give faithfully into the kingdom of God and you're sowing, God can open doors that you're not even aware of the doors that he can open. And he will give you favor and he will pour favor into your lives. Amen. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And I'm telling you, it was just amazing. I was shocked with the amount of finance that they, they, that they gave us from helping them sell this house. Amen. Yes. Well, you know, where, where does the, you may say I, I want a blessing? And I'm going to say this. Blessings are always disguised in opportunities of work. We did have to work and help sell that house. We had to do some things. We did some work, but God truly blessed us through that. Amen. And so, so when you find opportunities that, that seem like work, uh, you know, might be, you know, a neighbor might need some help. You know, uh, uh, somebody down the street might, might need some help from you. When you start doing that, God will start seeing that your blessings will come. Going to get an amen there. Amen. Psalms thirty-seven four is one of my favorite Psalms. And this is... Uh, Psalm and it says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. So, So what am I talking about seeking first the kingdom? I'm talking about delight yourself in the Lord. We need to delight ourselves in God. And when we delight ourselves in God, what will he do? He will give us the desires of our heart. And, and, you know, I'm I'm going to say this, you know, your desire is for your family to be blessed. Amen. And God's desire is for your family to be blessed. So when you're delighting in God and you don't have anything that you that you're putting above God, God will definitely give you the desires of your heart and bring it to pass. Amen. So God is so awesome. Let's look at Proverbs 27 benefits of walking with God. Proverbs 20, verse seven. Uh, says the righteous man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. You know, I, I, I have to use my dad in this example. My dad was, uh, he is, I'm not going to say was because he's still alive, amen, in heaven. But he is a man of integrity. And he always walked a straight and narrow, uh, the straight and narrow road of integrity in front of us. And, you know, you know, he was a man that that uh, that took us to church every Sunday, no matter if we wanted to go or not. He took the family to church and, you know, uh, his integrity raised up children. And each one of us are involved in ministry in in some aspect. Each one of the family members are are helping in the church. Uh, My sister is is part of her church in, in Carolina. She helps. And she's part of the the team over there. My brother's involved in another church. Uh, Both my brothers are involved in doing things in church. And we're all serving God. And so that is awesome. And because of the integrity of my dad. And because he always did the right things in front of us. I'm going to say this. Fathers, mothers, always do everything you can to do the right things in front of your children. Even if it hurts. Glory to God. I, sometimes I, you know, sometimes I'm in a hurry and I don't put my seatbelt on all the time. Of course, I make my uh, daughter do it. And she, she watches me. And she sometimes would say, Dad, uh, you don't have your seatbelt on. <laughs> my daughter in the back, you don't have your seatbelt on. I said, you're right, baby, you're right. I need to go ahead and do that, you know. And so I'll take the seatbelt and put it on before, you know, normally if there's a police officer and, and, and I, I notice that I don't have my seatbelt on. But, uh, you know, she she would remind me, Daddy, you don't have your seatbelt on. I got to wear mine. She hates wearing her seatbelt. And uh, and so, you know, so so even kids, even wisdom can come out of the mouths of our kids. Amen. 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 Let's look at Psalms 112. This is a really good psalm. Uh, it says here, and this is the blessings of following God. And, you know, the Bible actually says this, that to obey God so that you and your seed may live. He says, choose this day who you serve, blessing or curse, uh, uh, so, your seed, so you and your seed may live. When we're serving God, it doesn't just give us p- posterity. It actually helps our children to move In the things of God. Can I get an amen there? And so Psalms 112, 1 through 3 says, praise the Lord. And this is, you know, this is for ladies, too. If you're raising up your children in the admonition of the Lord, you can still receive the blessings of God. Amen. Especially if you're a single mother uh, raising your children up. It says, praise the Lord. Bless the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. Think about that. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. And I love this wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. So this is talking about that. Bless the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commands. Think about that. So that that if we're if we're people that are delighting greatly in God's commands, it says that that our children will be mighty in the earth and that we will have wealth and riches in our house. Think about that. That's a promise you can stand on. You know, now, now, now God may not call, you know, we, we may not become millionaires per se, but we should have more than enough to meet our needs and the needs of others. In other words, we should be debt free. We should be abundantly supplied for every good work. And I believe that God's bringing us into that, that place. Amen. So Matthew 6, 11 says, give us this day our daily bread as as godly fathers. We need and and. Mothers, uh, as godly fathers and mothers, we need to be receiving fresh manna from God every day. I'm going to say this. You can't you can't be a successful parent without getting some of God in your life every day. You know, I try to endeavor before I do anything, before I move out uh, my bed and I grab my phone, which I have my, uh, an app on it, and I try to read the Bible before I do anything else. Amen. I try to get a word in. I have an app that that it's a one year Bible and I can go through and read through that. And I believe that sets me up for success for the day. And so I want to encourage you instead of being so focused on work, so focused on getting out of the house, trying to trying to get busy, get busy getting God into your equation. Amen. You, You need fresh manna every day. You need a fresh word from God every day. You know, back in the Old Testament, they had to they had to collect manna every day, except for the sixth day. They could they could uh, connect uh, enough of it uh, for for the Sabbath. But you know what? Every day they had to collect that manna. And every day we need a word from God. Why? Because we need strength. We need God's strength in our equation because the enemy's working against each one of us in different ways. And if you're not getting a, a word from God, if you're not getting built up in God, the enemy's going to take something out of you and he's going to wear you out and you're going to get tired. But I'm telling you, man should not live by bread alone, Jesus said, uh, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. And so you just can't live by, just by having your needs met. It's good. Lots of you have your needs met, but you, you need your spiritual needs met. You need to make sure that you're getting with God every day. Second Timothy two fifteen says, "Study to show yourself approved to God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." Amen. So we need we need to make sure that we're studying. Why? Because see, listen. Now I'm getting out of my chair. Now, listen. The devil's going to listen. The devil's going to try to deceive some of you. And he's going to try to come against you uh, and the way he deceives is through half lies. The devil can give you a half of a scripture. Amen. He'll try to give you parts of the scripture and and makes you think, you know, something that that is right, but is really wrong. Amen. And the the reason why we want to study our Bibles, because we don't we don't want the devil to hoodwink us. We don't want the devil hoodwink. (laughs) We, We don't want the devil deceiving us. That's why we need to study our word. The word that you receive should not just be the Sunday morning word when you get here. It's good that you're getting word this morning. But you need to study your Bibles so that you can what? Rightly divide the word of God. Because if the word of God can be rightly divided, it can be wrongly divided. And have you ever thought that the Bible said something that it really didn't say? You had it from memory. And then when you looked at it, you said, oh, it it doesn't really say that. Amen. Amen? And so we got to make sure that we're rightly dividing the word of God. Why? Why? Because, see, because we don't want to be in deception. That's one thing I don't want to walk in is deception. Glory to God. So we we need to do that. And uh, we need to make sure that. That we're providing, you know, not only are we receiving that word for us, but we need to receive fresh manna for our families. We need to make sure that we have a word that we can, you know, encourage our families with Every, every morning, I bless my children. Before they go out to school. You know, I put my hands on them. I pray over them. I bless them in the name of Jesus. I declare that they have favor. I declare that they have wisdom. I declare that they're the head and not the tail. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You can bless your children. Men, that's what you're called to do. You're called to be the blessing in the house. You're called to bless your family. Bless the, the blessing was so important in the Old Testament. It was so important that when the patriarchs were about ready to die, that they would take their hands on their children and they would declare a blessing over their children before they died. Amen. And see, you can do it way before you die. You can bless your children every day. What's the form of blessing them? Well, you know, maybe they're out of your house or they might still be in your house. You just speak good words over them. Speak good, positive words of affirmation over your children. They will they will rise to the to the to the level of what you say about them. In other words, don't talk so much about their problems. Talk more about the potential that they have. In other words, bring the potential up, not their their you can talk don't agree with their problems. I don't like to agree with people's problems. I'm going to agree with what, what's good in them. One thing I, I, I'm so thankful about my parents, I, I can very remember them telling me I was a mess up. Amen. Even they couldn't look at me every once in a while like I was messed up. You know, what's wrong with you, son? But they very, they, I, I never heard my parents speak negative of me. I never heard my parents speak negative of, of, of my brothers and, and my sister. I, I never heard negativity come out of my parents. And so, so, you know, uh, you can just continue to show good things. Be careful with what you say. Amen. And so another thing is um, in raising our children, it says here in First Timothy 5, 8, it says here. But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those in his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. What, what am I saying here? I'm just saying here is that 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 work is good you know, and, and work and make sure that you're working for the family and make sure that, that you're in a place where you can provide for your children. Amen. I believe everybody works in here. Amen. Praise God. And but 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 we want to make sure that we're providing for our families. Amen. Matthew six twelve says this. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. The third key as a father or as a godly mother, we need to let the past mistakes of ours and our family members go. Amen. Can I say that again? The third key, we need to let the past mistakes of, of, of ours and our family members go. Amen. We don't want to live in a state of regret. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we just think back of the wrong things we've done. And we start thinking, oh, man, I wish I didn't do those things. And as parents, we can we, we're not perfect and we can do some wrong things. And the devil wants to bring to your memory the wrong things that you've done. Amen. Like your kids may be already grown up and you didn't really live a godly life. And, and the enemy wants to get you into that state of regret. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Have you ever been there? I know some of you parents are godly parents and you've done everything right, but... Sometimes the enemy will try to get you in thinking of what you could have, should have done. But you know what? That's the past. That's the past. You can't you can't unscramble scrambled eggs. You can't change the past, but you can change the future. You you can't change what you may have said negative uh, to your children, but you can start changing your talk now. You can start changing the way you speak. Uh, About them and to them now. Can I get an amen? Amen. Oh, no, my. my. Now, in Psalms 86.5, I love God as our Heavenly Father says, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. So it says here that God is good. He's ready to forgive and he's abundant in mercy to all those who call upon him. This is Psalms 86.5. And so God is so good. We need to be like our heavenly father. We need to be ready to forgive our children, forgive our spouse when they mess up. Amen. And we need to be ready to give them mercy like God does for us. I love this because we need to be very careful that we're not bringing past mistakes back up into our family's lives. We need to let go of past mistakes, what they have done, what they have said. Uh, because sometimes we use that as a tool uh, when we're when we get angry, we pull back and we say, you always do this. Or are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Or you do this. We don't want to be like that. We want to forgive and we want to let go. It says in Isaiah 43:25, I even I am, am I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Amen. So so God says here, I'm I'm the one that blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins. In other words, God chooses to forget about your past mistakes. God chooses to to make sure, you know, it's you know, it's not like in the Old Testament, you know, an animal would just cover up just you know it, it would cover up their mistakes but God actually chooses not to remember our mistakes what am I saying to you this morning I'm saying that we have to not remember all the wrong things that people have done to us we need to just put that in a sea of forgetfulness how do we do that we ought to pray we got to pray for those that have done us wrong. We got to pray for our family members. We got to bless them, glory to God. And when we do that, we'll see the blessings of God. Amen. Uh, too many of us are living in regret. So, in Philippians 3, Paul says it this way. And I believe that Paul had areas in his life where he could have regretted because he didn't live his life too good before the Lord, he threw Christians in prison. And uh, in Philippians 3 13 and 14, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended it, but one of the things I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So even Paul was saying that even the victories and And the losses, he chooses to forget those things and he chooses to move forward in God. I'm going to say this, parents, you're going to have to forget some of the mistakes that you have made. You're going to have to let go of those things again. And you're going to have to press into a new area of your life. Amen. Amen. You're going to have to start blessing uh, your children. You're going to have to start blessing your life. Glory to God. Amen. You know, Matthew 6, 13 says, do not lead us into temptation. The fourth key is that we've got to be clear of those things in our lives that can cause us to fall or slip into sin. We've got to be clear of those things. And, and in Hebrews 12, 1, it says this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run endurance the race that is set before us. So how are we going to stay clear of those areas in our lives where we're weak? How are we going to do that? We keep our eyes on Jesus. We keep, we keep our eyes on the word of God. Amen. We, we, in other words, we don't allow the enemy to tempt us in those wrong areas. We focus on God. You know, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus, you know, he despised the cross. He didn't want to go to the cross. But but he didn't focus so much on the pain of the cross. He focused on, on really on, on us and heaven. He focused on where what God was doing through him, through his crucifixion. He focused on the fact that he that that he was going to provide a family for God. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? We can't focus so much on the pain of our lives. We've got to start focusing on the promises Of our lives, the promises of the word of God, the enemy wants you to focus on the pain and what's not working. But I'm going to say this. Start focusing on what's working in your family. Start focusing on those things that are good. There's got to be something good in your family. You might say, I don't know. It doesn't seem like too much good is in my family today. No, focus on the good. Focus on what God is doing in your family, glory to God, that is good. there's got to be some good, and magnify the good, and don't magnify the negative. It's easy to magnify the bad. it's easy to magnify what's not working. but I'm going to say, magnify what is working, and, and your faith will, will start to increase, take on wings, and fly like an eagle. Amen. First Corinthians 10:13 says, "No temptation." Has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So this is saying that, you know, we may have temptations. You might have a temptation to fly off the handle, man. You might have a temptation to say the wrong thing. But God will empower us as we keep our eyes on him, as we say, focus on being a change agent of good. God will empower us to, to, to stay away from those things that will cause us to fall or even our family to fall. You believe that today? You believe that God can give you the power to do that and he has given you the power to do that. The last stanza in the Lord's prayer is, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Uh, you know, God, you know, he, he doesn't tempt us with evil, the Bible says in the book of James. But I believe this is that that God gives us the power to to uh, tell the devil where to go. Amen. And James 4, 7 says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil And he will flee from you. Glory to God. So listen, you don't have to submit to the devil. Amen. The Bible actually says sin shall not have dominion over you for you're not under the law, but under grace. So lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. I really believe it's saying this. Deliver us from doing any evil actions. Deliver us from from saying the wrong things. Deliver us from, from acting out the wrong way. Deliver us from doing the wrong things. Allow the grace of God to be upon you where you, well, I'm telling you, when you spend time with God, when you spend time in the vine, it's going to be easy for you to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. I find that when I'm negative, I find when I'm focused on, on the negative things of life, negative things in my family, I find that I have not spent time in the Word. I'm telling you, if you're low on the Word, your attitude's gonna be low. If you're low, are you you hearing what I'm saying to you today? If you're low and spend time in his presence through prayer, through worship, if you're low on that, then then your whole attitude is going to be low. But if you are, if you've been meditating on the word, you've been worshiping God, I'm telling you, your attitude is going to be right. And God wants you to have a right attitude pertaining to your family. Are you hearing me today? God wants you walking in the best That he has for you as we focus on Jesus, as we focus on the word of God, I'm telling you our families are going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning and we just thank you, Father God, for the fathers that are here this morning and for even the single parents and for those that are watching online as well. And Father, I just declare a blessing over every family here in Exceed Life Church and Father God, I just declare, Father God, that, that the family's in unity and one accord. And when the family is in unity and one accord, there's the command at blessing. And so, Father God, I just thank you for blessing every person here this morning. And perhaps you're here today and you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You need to get God into your life. Just say this after me. If you're ready to receive Christ, say, Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Father God, I repent of sin and I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.